course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're talking to friends. I am one of your friends, Dave, and we're joined as always by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how the hell are you? Not too bad, not too bad. A little hungry, a little hungry, um, but you know, it's, that's, that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we always record right before dinner time, so <laughs> I don't know if that's, a, that's incentive for us to get through it. Otherwise, we might talk a little longer. I don't know. It seems to work okay, though, but um all's going well here too it's storming a little bit hopefully my uh my dog doesn't uh he's a little needy in storms so hopefully i don't get harassed by him or we don't hear him join in the conversation but otherwise i got a little scotch in my belly i'm drinking a uh, fall beer and i'm feeling pretty good and ready to talk horror movies uh, but right before, on. before we dive into all that let's send a special thank you uh, to our wives monica and kayla for all their support and help uh, we are hoping to have them on for a wives rebuttal next week, next episode, because next episode is essentially our one year anniversary episode. So I thought that would be a very cool episode to have the wives on for a rebuttal. So hopefully we can make that happen uh, this week or on this episode. We are reviewing The Nun 2, which is out in theaters now. But before we get to that, we have lots of other things to discuss and go over uh, before we dive into all the news and Etc. in our weekly segment. Ike, uh, did you watch anything this week? Um, well, I, I watched a little bit of The Walking Dead. Um, obviously, I, I, as people who maybe just be listening in, I've been on a rewatch of that. I have seen all The Walking Dead before, but just going back through. Otherwise, um, I've been watching a couple of uh, video documentary type things on YouTube. Mm. Um, there's this really cool YouTuber. His name's Nex- Nexpo. It's N E X P O. And uh, Nexpo does like some horror horror related content. Honestly, that's pretty much all he does is spooky stuff. But uh, he did an episode uh, that I watched recently uh, called uh, it was like creepiest lost media. It's basically a series about lost media and um, things like that. But it's kind of cool. It talks about some you know pretty spooky things and um, you know and he does some other things like creepy stuff from around the internet. So I've been watching a little bit of that. I've been in a little bit of a like a spooky kick lately, um, like true crime type stuff. So it's been cool getting to see that. <laughs> yeah, I watched a little bit. I watched uh, speaking of Walking Dead. I did. I did watch the first episode of the new Daryl Dixon series. that's out. Oh, and wow. it was it was pretty good. I, I like Daryl. And uh, this is a kind of an interesting concept. I don't know where they're going with this. And it's it's pretty wild. Um, so I'm looking forward to some, some more of that. Hopefully it's hopefully it's good. Uh, let's see what else I, I did watch on Screenbox. I watched the the movie that just came out not too long ago called Crabs. Uh, it's kind of a it's 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 all right. It's a, it's a fun movie. It's you know nothing spectacular, but it's a fun little you know creature monster type movie. Uh, it's a little hokey in parts, but that's okay. It's it's it doesn't take itself too seriously, so it's all right. It's 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 fun. It's it's a well done little movie. Uh, and then uh, we did get a couple screener links, which I shared with you, and I did watch those too. I watched uh, Three Blind Mice. Uh, which comes out on October 17th. I think it has. I think it's supposed to have a limited theater run. I don't know how much, and I don't know how much of that is the U.S. Uh, and then Mary had a little lamb, which comes out October 3rd, and it's by these are by Dark Abyss Productions. And I, the reason I say that is I believe these are it's a this is a U.K. company. 
So I, I don't know if those dates are they a UK release. So I don't know what that means for any kind of US release or streaming release or anything like that. I, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't get those kind of details, but they, they were okay. Um, I, I enjoyed Mary Had a Little Lamb a little more than Three Blind Mice. Three Blind Mice was a little, yeah, a little, a little far reaching for me. <laughs> but, um, but it was, they're both still fun. Had some good kills, uh, so, you know, some uh, fun little practical effects they try to do and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, Mary Had a Little Lamb was, I don't know. It was kind of an interesting concept. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of fun. But uh, hats off to them. Those were kind of fun. And uh, I'm, I'm sure eventually they'll be on some streaming service, one of the, maybe one of the horror screaming platforms. So people ought to check those out. Uh, I'm guessing this fall, maybe or early, early next year. Who knows? So, uh, but yeah, that's about mm-hmm. it. That's about all I watched. Um, getting, uh, you know, in the in this the spooky mood, the spooktober mood here. You know, sampling lots of a. Uh, uh, festive holiday candy and cereal and all kinds of things. Um, you know, like I said, the decorations are out, so I'm ready. It's my favorite time of year that we are we are within. Uh, when September first hits, I'm I'm off to the races. So <laughs> that's how it is. That's, that's how right. it is. But before we get to all of our news and reviews and everything else, let's play our weekly segment. Stop the co-host. And on this episode. We are circling back around and doing another Stump the Co-host. Uh, we uh, This one fell uh, as of what we wanted to do this time. Kind of the easiest option for us to do. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to pull up. Uh, right now on Stump the Co-host, uh, you have two wins and we have three draws. That's where we stand in this. So uh, so you're leading. I have yet to get a win, uh, but I'm not I'm not too far out of this. So hopefully I can get get a win under my belt and, and don't let this thing slip away too much. So, Ike, you got your cards. Are you ready to play? I got my cards, and I'm ready to play. All right. I guess I guess should give you a little background. What this is is a horror trivia game that Ike and I play. Uh, we both have identical decks of horror trivia cards, and we each uh, shuffled them up, and we randomly pulled two cards from this deck, which is four questions. Each card has two questions. And we alternate giving each other these questions, and whoever gets the most right uh, gets the victory for the episode or a draw. And then uh, when we, at the end of the year or the beginning of next year, when we do our year in review episode, uh, we will tally everything up and see who the 2023 uh, Listen to the Screams trivia champ is amongst the two of us. So you're uh, more than welcome to play along at home. If you know the answer to the question, just scream it out loud. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some time travel shit will go on and uh, <laughs> I'll absorb some of these answers and it'll, it'll uh, propel me to victory. All right, Ike, since you're in the lead for this thing, I'm going to ask you first to put you in the driver's seat and, and the pressure on you to, to set the standard here. So here we go. Who was the director of the 1982 movie Creep Show? Oh, Creep Show. What? Um, so I have seen Creep Show, but I'm pretty sure it's an anthology, so I'm trying to think, like, I'm assuming it's just wanting to know, like, the main director. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is wrong. Um, I I want to say I want to say George Romero. That is correct. It is George A. Romero. I was between George Romero and for some reason Wes Craven was sticking out to me, but that yep. may have been a different wheelhouse for Wes Craven. Yeah, probably. All right, so you've taken a one lead. Now I'm now I'm playing catch up again. It seems like it's just the story of my life in this. So, all right, bring it on. <laughs> to be fair, I think these are these questions you'll get pretty easily. But I, I wish I, you wouldn't say such things. But 
Let's, let's give it a shot. <laughs> what horror film was Eli Roth's directorial debut? Oh, my God. Is director? I feel like I should know this. Why do I not know this? <laughs> you, you do know this. <laughs> you love this movie. I love this movie? Uh, <laughs> no, no, you don't. You do not like this movie. Okay, well, then I'm going to say Cabin Fever. Yeah, I, I had to say it because, <laughs> oh, my God, Dave hates Cabin Fever. People who have not heard this conversation, we, we talk about this, I would say, pretty frequently. Yeah, well, I mean, we had last episode because it was an anniversary, remember? <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, I, I hate this movie. No, that's funny. Maybe, maybe that's why it didn't click. It was Eli Roth because I just don't pay any attention to this movie because I, I can't stand it. I was afraid that, uh, you know, I thought, oh, shit, I've had a little too much scotch, and now I just can't think straight. <laughs> this is this is not boding well for me here, but. Oh, that's funny. It, it's weird that, that that is, like, I mean, it's not like a new movie, but it's like a new-ish movie, and that's, that's his directorial debut. I feel like he's been around for longer than that, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel like an Eli Roth movie. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've only seen it, like, once, but right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Here is your next question. Oh, in what horror movie do we see Kevin Bacon impaled in his throat with an arrow? Ah, uh, yes, that would be Friday the 13th. That would be Friday the 13th. Man, that was an easy one. All right, back to me. All right, we have, uh, you, you, you surely have this. What was the name of the half-fly, half-human monstrosity in the remake of The Fly? <laughs> his name, I don't have, I have no idea. I don't know what his name is. I'm not the slightest. What what is his name? It is Brundlefly. Brundlefly. I, I just don't remember that at all. I, I've never seen the movie, so I don't know if they talk about it or not. But <laughs> I, I love the movie for some reason. That did, I don't know. I, that does not stick out with me. I'm telling you, I might be a little too drunk to play this game right now. <laughs> Lord. All right, here we go. What Jennifer Love Hewitt led horror movie res, revolves around a group of teens. That hit a mysterious stranger with their car. Oh, uh, oh, uh, I know what you did last summer. That is correct. See, oh. man, I, I, I would have got every one of yours so far. Yeah, I would have. Lord I have mercy. I would have gotten one of the ones you've gotten so far. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And I got to get I got to make sure I get I got to get both my last two and you have to miss your last one. Group. For for just a tie. I can't even get a win anymore. Good Lord. Go ahead. All right. What Wes Craven movie was inspired by the true story of a wild Scottish clan who murdered and cannibalized numerous people during the Middle Ages? Uh, is, this probably won't help you, but there is a remake of this movie. Yeah, that probably won't help me. Man, why... I don't know why am I just completely shooting blanks. I'm just I'm like I I can't even think of movies. I'm gonna have to quit drinking before we record. <laughs> um, yeah. if it's any I, help, it's a it's from I, the I, '80s, I think. Or I, 70s. I feel I feel like I know this movie. I want to say it's the the Hills Have Eyes. You should, yep, that's right. You got okay. it. <laughs> All right. I was just shooting on a, a Russ Craven movie. And I thought I I hope that's it. I don't know. All right. God damn. Well, at least I. <laughs> Pulled that one out of my ass. All right, we'll see now. If you get this, you have clinched the win. What two thousand? <laughs> what two thousand five Eli Roth film set in Slovakia featured the sadistic tortures of the elite hunters? 
the fucking uh, it's a torture movie. It's where they torture people. Um, it's uh, is it a hostile? It is hostile. Oh, oh, you secured the win. I have. Do you want me to ask Damn. you your last question here? Just yeah, for, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> just for gits and shiggles. All right. Mm. Which franchise has the most sequels? See, I, I don't know like, if this. I feel like we've discussed this before. Yeah, I think we have. Which franchise has the most sequels? It's uh between, or sorry, it's between two, but I I feel like. So it's between Puppet Master or Child's Play is the two that they have on the card. They but, give you they give you multiple choice. Yeah, it's it's either Puppet Master or Child's Play. Well, uh huh. But I was gonna say, but like, because like I don't know if the answer is correct based on modern day. No, maybe not. I don't. I feel like between those two, I I feel like it would be Puppet Master. Yeah, that that is the correct answer to the card. But I feel like now with, uh, well, maybe because with all the new Chucky movies, you think there's still more Puppet Master movies? Uh, well, I wonder. I don't know. I wonder when that stops. That's what I was gonna say. I think Puppet Master has like six or seven movies, and then. Chucky. Yeah, there's a lot of puppet masters. There's yeah. A, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it probably. I don't know. Maybe not. But because they, they haven't done it, they haven't done a Child's Play movie in a while. I, outside, I mean, they did the remake. Yeah, like the Child's Play remake, and then they had, well, they had like the there were like two Child's Play remakes, but there no, there's just the one. Mm, just the one. And then that's the last thing they done. And then I mean, there's the series, but I don't think that would count if they're just talking movies. Count. Yeah, um, and then and then they had the uh, like the cult of Chucky, curse of Chucky, and all that good jazz too, which yeah, is like late two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, I think those are before the remake though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, hmm. which which speaking of the the Chucky series, we didn't put this in the news or whatever, but they've they've given out the uh, little information that in the whatever it is the third, I think it's the third season, uh, somehow Chucky is now in the family uh, of the president in the White House, so Chucky is somehow in the White House. <laughs> And uh, it'll, I guess it'll explain how that happened and what happens. Uh, so this could be intriguing. I, I do love the Chucky series. I'm, I'm very curious to see how Chucky uh, gets in the White House. So interesting. But that I is guess the we'll see. <laughs> perfect segue to take a quick break and come back with some more news and birthdays and anniversaries and upcoming releases. So just hang in there. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we're back with the news. All right. Starting us off strong, we have Winnie the Pooh, pardon me, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, Numero Dos, is in production. You heard that right. There's a second one. Uh, it's going to have a bigger budget, and it's going to introduce the characters of Christopher Robin, Piglet, and Owl. Um, I've yet to see the first one. Um, I'm not even sure if it's really streaming anywhere, but I heard the first one's not horrible. It's kind of goofy, but I heard it's not bad. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime, but I don't think it's 
I don't think it's an included thing. I think it's a video on demand where you have to pay for it or rent it. So yeah, I've not seen it yet either. I, I want to. It's one of those things I want to see. Um, yeah, it does. Sound, I, I, what I've heard, it's kind of a cheesy horror, but that's okay. I like that kind of stuff. And I'm always intrigued. I'm intrigued by these con this concept that's kind of popular right now, taking these public domain uh, characters and things and and doing you know horror horror stuff with them. It's it's kind of intriguing to me. So kind of interesting. It's going to be a part two. Part two, more Winnie the Pooh. That's right. All right. Now, we also have a couple other uh, interesting news pieces here. Um, not surprising, Haunted Mansion is coming to uh, Disney Plus on October 4th. Um, I, I, we talked about that a little bit when it came out. We didn't review it uh, specifically. Mm. Um, but we did, you know, I went and watched it. I know uh, my wife, Kayla, she wanted to go see it, so we went and saw it. And it wasn't bad at all. It was relatively good. Not as good as the original, but uh, definitely worth a watch, especially in this spooky season and if you have Disney Plus. Yeah, I, di- I didn't see it, so uh, it's not one of those things I really want to go to the theater, but I'm excited it's coming to, to Disney+. Plus. I'll watch it there. Absolutely. And then we have Talk To Me, which is now available on Video On Demand and will be released physically on October 3rd. Uh, Talk To Me, of course, was A24's um, probably one of the best A24 movies I've seen so far. I love A24, don't get me wrong, but man, Talk To Me really knocked it out of the park. Um, but yeah, super excited for that. Um, definitely we'll be watching it again. And, uh, obviously if you guys want to buy it physically, you can do so on the third. Yeah, I, I actually, I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, I love this movie. It is, uh, I've not really thought it through all the way, but as of right now, it's definitely a top five so far of the year for me. Um, I, I was excited to see it and it still surprised me even more. How, how much I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, and, and again, I'm not the only one. It, it, it performed very, very well, well enough that it's going to have a sequel. Uh, and it's been kind of a, a sleeper hit for them, you know, when people weren't really expecting much. But I, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to watch it again. Super excited to uh, potentially own it. Uh, but speaking of, Talk to Me, 824 is selling a screen accurate replica of the party hand. For a mere $110 on their website. Um, obviously, it's not a horrible price point, especially for a uh, movie-accurate prop of some sort. Um, so, I mean, if you're interested in it, give it a shot. Go give it a buy. $110. Bucks. What, what's money? You know what I mean? Money's a, money's yeah. a social construct. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I really want this. I don't know about if I wanted $110 worth. Maybe. It's, it's kind of a cool thing because they say it also, the way they've, you know, the hand's positioned for it. You know, you can put like a stick of incense on it or something and whatever. I don't, I don't really burn a lot of incense every now and then, but, uh, so uh, that's not, you know, but I, I just, I wanted this, you know, to sit on my shelf. Uh, so I, I'm up in the air whether I'm going to pull the trigger at $110. If it had been, you know, half that, I probably would have already had it ordered, but, uh, I don't know. Now I got to think it through, but it's still a cool thing. And I'm so glad we got it that's out there. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like you don't see a lot of like props and stuff like that like you used to. I feel like nowadays it's, you know, it's kind of died down a little bit. I, I mean, you would think that with like all like the big name horror movies coming out, there'd be more like prop stuff on sale than that we than we've seen. But I digress. <laughs> uh, upcoming birthdays, guys. We got a couple of good ones here. We have none other than Andrew Lincoln, uh, September 14th, 1973. He is Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead. Um, this is timely uh, because I'm rewatching The Walking Dead. Uh, and also, we should be soon getting the series of Rick and Michonne uh, showing what happened to Rick after he was pick and, picked up by a mysterious helicopter. 
So very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I Rick's a great character, right? I mean, he was kind of the backbone of that show. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, people like different things. He's not necessarily my favorite character, but, you know, he's kind of the guy that, that drove that show for a long time. Uh, and he's an incredible actor. I mean, I can't believe still when I <laughs> first discovered that he's British and heard his actual accent, I thought, <laughs> whoa, you know, because he's so convincing. But, uh, but yeah, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Happy, happy birthday there, Andrew. Yes, indeed. It's, it's really weird that, like, a lot of them are British. Um, like yes. Lenny, Lenny James, who plays, uh, uh, what's his name? Morgan. He's British. Yeah, so is the one that plays Maggie, uh, Lauren uh, Cohen. Yeah, Lauren Cohen. She's British. If you if you see her in Supernatural, she's actually you know speaking with her accent, speaking normal. And, uh, speaking with her British accent. Yeah. So, which you know, by the way, her with the British accent just makes her all the more attractive. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren Cohen's great. Uh, so yeah. we haven't. She hasn't come up on our birthdays yet, so that might be to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but we also have uh, September sixteenth, nineteen fifty-eight. We have Jennifer Tilly. Uh, so I, I did not know this, but I apparently share a birthday with Jennifer Tilly. Uh, now, I was born a little later, uh, or earlier, maybe. I don't know how to word that, but after her. Uh, but uh, that's cool. I did not know I share a birthday with her. But for people who didn't know, yeah. that it's Tiffany from the Child's Play series. Yeah, yeah. And there, I mean, you you kind of ruined my punchline on the birthdays, you know, because I was going to say, you know, that also, you know, like you did with me, that uh, we also have September 16th is Zyke's birthday. So that's coming up. Um, I'm sure there'll be a... Uh, a goofy ass uh, post on all the uh, social media outlets so everybody can say happy birthday to Ike on that day. So, but there you go. There's another birthday for the for the list. There you go. There you go. Now I'm not I'm not a celebrity, but I will take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then on the 17th, 1951, we have Cassandra Peterson, better known as Elvira. Uh, I will say I, I know Elvira. 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 See, see, I already oh, mispronounced Elvira. it. I, yeah, I'm a little, like I've seen her before, but I've never really watched Elvira. Yeah, you. I mean, you missed the prime days of Elvira, where she was on everything, right? She hosted movie shows. She was in tons of commercials, and she actually had her own movie, at, you know, at one time, and and everything else. She was, you know, the one of the one of the last huge big, you know, horror hosts. And she kind of took it into a modern time thing, where you know, what a weekly television thing. I mean, although I believe she did that for a while. Uh, but yeah, Elvira is a, I mean, she's an icon. I mean, she's so many people, you know, when they see her, they know her. Uh, she's just, you know, I mean, although she did kind of rip off most of her look from Vampira, but that's okay. Uh, she's still, <laughs> uh, still great. Still great. And still do, still out there uh, doing her thing. So that's absolutely right. All right. Now we have a couple of upcoming movie anniversaries. Starting us off, we have September 14th, 2012, Resident Evil Retribution. Um, this is the fourth or fifth movie in the franchise. Um, my, my, my only thought process, thoughts for you here, because I do love the Resident Evil movies, is that um, they, they do fall off significantly after a certain point. Um, you know, and it's right around this point that the movie started to fall off. Now, did I still enjoy it? Because uh, it had a lot of fan service for the video games. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's not, not the best one in the franchise, but good nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've never seen it that I know of. I mean, I maybe, but I don't remember. So, uh, you know, I, I threw you a bone with putting this one in there. Absolutely. Well, I love it. I'll probably actually I'm thinking about going back through because I recently started replaying the very first Resident Evil game from like 1998. So I, I I'm thinking about going through and watching all the movies. So I'll let you know if I do that. 
And then on September 16th, 2005, on my birthday, not too long ago, well, I guess, what is that, uh, 13, no, more than that, years ago, 17 years ago, um, we have Crywolf. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Crywolf. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. Have, have you seen that one? Um, I believe so, yes, but only because uh, Jared Padalecki's in it. Uh, so I, I believe I watched it, and it's it's okay. It's nothing nothing great, but, uh, you know, I, I like watching stuff with Supernatural alum in it. But uh, although, man, Jensen Ackles, I love Jensen Ackles, right? Absolutely <laughs> love Jensen Ackles, and he, but he is in a horror movie called Devour that I couldn't finish. I, did, I turned it off. It is so bad. I mean, I'm talking at Dave level cabin fever bad. It was so bad. And I hate saying that because he's in it and I love him so much. But this movie is, whoo, it, it's tough. But Cry Wolf's not too bad. Cry Wolf's not too bad. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, as you say, I, I just looked it up and it doesn't look horrible. It, it looks like you said, kind of like your cheesy's early 2000s type movie. So, um, I'll have to give that a shot sometime. I'll have to give it a shot. And then our last movie anniversary is September 18th, 1987. We have Ghoulies. Ghoulies number two, in fact. Um, I've never seen Ghoulies, but I do know of Ghoulies. Um, I just have never seen it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're funny movies. They're fun. Uh, Ghoulies are great little creatures. I mean, again, these are, these are the attempt to cash in on the Gremlins craze. The Ghoulies are, but in their own right, they're, they're still fun. And creative. Um, the the first movie's better. The second one, it's okay. Uh, but I think there was like four or five movies in all. But uh, you know, some people some people love the Ghoulies movies, uh, and they're they're okay. They're fun, but there are no Gremlins. Let me put it that way. That, that's what I was gonna say because I looked at the uh, I looked at the cover art of Ghoulies, and it definitely reminded me of Gremlins. But uh, yeah. you can't can't beat Gremlins. Can't beat Gremlins. Mm-hmm. All right, that's pretty much it for our birthdays, anniversaries, and news. Uh, we have some upcoming releases here now. Uh, but before we get into that, make sure you're following us on social media. If you're on already, then what are you doing, man? Uh, we post about all this stuff all the time. So if you miss something, maybe you miss a week on accident, which I don't know why the hell you do that. But if you miss a week on accident, you don't have to go back and listen. Or you do have to go back and listen. But you can also see it on social media. Um, anyways. Upcoming releases and recent releases, potentially. We have first the Goosebumps series. We talked about this a little bit, but it's coming to Disney Plus on the 13th of October. The first five episodes will drop that day, and the remaining five will come out weekly after that. Um, I, I have two things I'm going to say about this. One, I'm super excited. Goosebumps was probably one of my first introductions into horror. Um, you know, R.L. Stein is a master. And uh, the second thing I have to say about that is that I do not like that they're doing it weekly. I hate when shows stream to these streaming services and they release weekly. Um, I think that the reason why streaming services used to be really good is because they would just release all that shit at once. And you didn't have to wait for it like you did with normal TV. Um, so I felt like it's kind of kind of defeats the purpose to release it weekly, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to prolong the buzz i guess is what it is why they they drop a chunk and then they do it they're i think they're just trying to uh you know prolong that the attention they get for it and everything so it's kind of the kind of the new model that things are doing now they're you know dropping several episodes and then releasing the rest weekly uh you know kind of the new thing ain't that some shit well i'll watch it nonetheless i'm not happy about it though (laughs) (laughs) And then we also have a uh, – actually, uh, Dave, funnily enough, sent me a TikTok about this. 
but Eli Roth has a movie coming out called Thanksgiving yeah. on November 17th. It is described as, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. Um, in past years, we try and review a, a holiday-themed movie around these times, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving. And uh, Thanksgiving last year was Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving was, was something, all right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm excited to have an actual movie this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, I know there's some other Thanksgiving movies out there, and, I mean, but it, it, as far as holiday horror movies, I don't, Thanksgiving seems to be, uh, kind of thin compared to some of the other holidays and stuff. But I'm super excited, you know, Eli Roth jumping in there and doing one. Uh, the, the, you know, the description, the concept sounds, sounds intriguing to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be reviewing it around the holiday time. Absolutely will. Absolutely, absolutely. Love me some Eli Roth, and love me some uh, holiday-themed horror. With that in mind, we also have Bloomhouse's Totally Killer coming to Prime Video on October 6th. It is described as when the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns 35 years after his first murder spree to claim another victim, 17-year-old Jamie accidentally travels back in time to 1987, determined to stop the killer before he can start. Now, I've seen the trailer for this, and I am definitely going to watch it. Um, it it kind of seems like a twist between like Happy Death Day and Final Girls. Um, so I'm very intrigued to see how this goes. But it is going to be a straight-to-streaming movie for Prime Video. Uh, Bloomhouse does a lot of those, which is really cool. So I'll definitely give it a try, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting. I've not seen the trailer yet, but uh, yeah, pretty much anything that comes to streaming, I'll give it a shot. And uh, I, I like the time travel aspect. Uh, so I'm going to like seeing what they do back in, in 87. That'll that'll be great for me. So I'm looking forward to it. should be fun. Yes. Yes, indeed. And then last but not least, we have Elevator Game coming to Shudder on September the 15th. So the day after you guys are listening to this, it is described as a supernatural horror based on a ritual conducted at an elevator in which players attempt to travel to another dimension using a set of rules that can be found online. We will be reviewing Elevator Game next episode. Uh, we've been super excited for Elevator Game. We were going to review it earlier, but uh, it got pushed back. Not really yep. sure why it got pushed back exactly, but it did. Um, yep. So, you know, it worked out. You know what I mean? We'll watch it, yep. we'll review it, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. They never really gave a reasoning. It's just, I guess, one of those things scheduling. Whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, but it's, uh, it's finally coming. We'll finally get to watch it and review it. Uh, we, you know, we had the hole there anyway, so it worked out well. Uh, so bring it on. It uh, sounds fun. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that pretty much does it for all of our uh, news, upcoming releases, birthdays, all that good jazz. Uh, if you haven't already, like I said, follow us on social media. But when we come back, you will get our official review of The Nun 2. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. We're back here on Listen to Their Screams, and it is time for our review. And like Ike mentioned, it is going to be for The Nun 2, which is out in theaters now, I called it our official review. I don't know how official we're going to be, but, hey, we're going to give it a hell of a shot. 
anyway, the movie was written by N. Goldberg, directed by Michael Chavez, starring Taisha Formiga, Jonas Bloquette, Storm Reed, Anna Popowell, and Bonnie Ahrens. It was released September 8th in the theaters, and it had a good opening weekend. It grossed almost $33 million and was number one on its opening weekend, once again showing Hey, studios, man, the only surefire thing right now are horror movies. Every horror movie that comes out with a good push in theaters is performing well. Uh, so get on it, man. We need just keep it going. We need more horror movies. Uh, so, again, I'm, I'm very happy to see that. I'm very happy to see a good opening weekend. Uh, very happy to see a, a horror movie at number one on, on its opening weekend. That's 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 cool. Of course, this is a uh, kind of a spin out of the Conjuring universe. Um we're, we're diving into the spoilers already. We've, we've given warnings, but here it is again. Everything will be spoiler, spoiler filled from here. So we don't <laughs> do spoiler free reviews. So if, if you don't want anything spoiled, if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, then you might want to wait until you have. Again, this is set in the Conjuring universe and, and skipping ahead. There is a mid credit scene that shows the Warrens, uh, answering a call, uh, which I'm assuming is setting up the next Conjuring movie. Um, uh, so it does tie there. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 a lot of times when I start, I ramble, I ramble, I ramble. So I'm going to try to keep this a little more compact and a little more back and forth. But I have to say, I absolutely fucking love this movie. I thought it was great. It, I've heard people online talk about it saying it was kind of dull in the middle and it drug. I didn't see that at all. Not to me. It was, I felt like it built suspension and built character development and built story development where it needed to. I felt like it gave us some spikes and some jumps and, and some things where it needed to. Uh, it didn't oversaturate us with the nun itself, um, which sometimes you can do that, right? You can have too much of it where it just loses its effect. She was in there just enough to me to keep her fucking creepy as hell. And then we had this devil goat character, which, man, it was scary as shit. And there were some, a couple of great scenes with it. Um, I thought the acting was absolutely superb. I thought that the thing was shot beautifully. The settings were beautiful. Um, and I was the, the finish of it where they, they did the, uh, again, I'm not a religious man, so everybody forgive me. I don't, hopefully I don't butcher anybody's religion or beliefs by my lack of knowledge on certain things, but where they, they blessed the wine to make it, you know, like communion wine, AKA the blood of Christ. Um, I thought that was a great, great hook for the ending. Um, because what it did was they, they, they mentioned the last time she faced this, the demon, she had to use the blood of Christ to defeat it. They also mentioned that her nun friend that snuck out to go with her was struggling with her beliefs a little bit. And, um, they were speaking of the communion and she's like, well, to her, that's just words, right? That's just wine and crackers. And it didn't seem like anything at the time because you really were focusing on this nun was struggling with her beliefs. But it, the, 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 really the key to take away from it was the communion part of it. And what it is, it is, it was that the belief in that and the faith in that is what makes it sacred. What, what's what makes it holy. And that when they bless this wine in whatever way they do, I'm not, you know, again, I'm, I'm not knowledgeable on, on the, you know, some of the Catholic faith, um, which essentially in their beliefs makes it the, and if their beliefs are strong enough, it makes it the blood of Christ, which is what they use to defeat the demon. So they were in this place. That was had become a, a vineyard at one point, a winery or whatever they call it, with these casks of wine, which blew open and kind of flooded this room. And they blessed the wine, which essentially turned it to the blood of Christ, which defeated the demon. I thought that was great. I, I, I really 
I know some people, I don't know. I don't know if people are out there will perceive that to be hokey or, or che- I thought it was a great hook. I didn't see that coming. I kept wondering how, how are they, how are they going to beat this demon, right? What are they going to do? What's going to happen here? Because they, they kept talking about the eyes of St. Lucie and they were talking about the whole thing. And I just felt like, nah, it's not going to be that, right? Cause they're over talking about that. And, um, but man, I, I really thought it was clever. And uh, again, the mu- the movie was beautiful. It was, it was so beautiful. It was, you felt like you were in the time period. Um, and, uh, I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it even more than I anticipated. And I was excited going into it. And I know this had a lot of hype around it. Um, I, I don't have a lot of complaints. Honestly, I don't about the movie. Uh, again, I know I have read some reviews where people said they thought it drug in the middle, that it kind of started kind of strong, finished kind of strong, but kind of drag. I didn't really feel that because I thought it was important to develop some of these characters and relationships. And I thought there was still enough suspense and some creepy things with the friends pranking the little girl and different things that gave it some suspense in the middle that it didn't drag for me. I thought we were on this steady climb to hit the climax and to hit the end. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know it's opinions, but I, I didn't feel like it drug for me. So, uh, Ike, what do you think of it? Absolutely. Well, like you said, um, always with spoilers, uh, there were a couple things I wanted to kind of mention with the movie. Um, first and foremost, uh, at the end of the last nun movie, uh, we, they definitely left it open ended because obviously we know because of the first conjuring movie, um, which I, which, okay. Circling back to what you said in the beginning, the post credit scene or mid credit scene, I'm pretty sure the mid credit scene is the Warrens being called to do the exorcism on, um, what's his name, Maurice? Uh, because in the very first Conjuring movie, uh, they're doing a, a like a presentation, and they actually show um, a, a possession being done on somebody named Frenchie, uh, who basically, or no, they, they called him Maurice, that he was a farmer uh, who had been possessed by a demon. So right. you know, the whole concept of the uh, the nun goes back to the very first Conjuring movie because during that, uh, basically during that interaction with maurice uh lorraine warren gets an attachment to the demon Valak. so we we know that eventually maurice and ed and lorraine warren are going to have to cross paths now at the end of the nun movie we didn't exactly know how or when that was going to happen right at the end of the nun movie um you see it kind of gives you that little shot of him with the cross burnt into the back of his neck the upside down cross which to us indicates that Valak is not defeated. Valak is still alive. Um, you know, the blood of Christ didn't completely ward her off. And it did kind of indicate that, you know, he had been kind of possessed prior to all that. Um, but in any case, um, you know, it, it, so we kind of have that set up from the nun. So the nun, too, definitely had a lot of room to work with. Um, I will say, I think that that, like you said, the the beginning, the little starting there with the priest basically just being burnt alive was great. It was a it was an incredibly like it was a strong opening and it really got your attention. It really hooked you in. Now, I did have one issue with this movie, um, which as the movie goes along, you eventually learn that um, Valak's still alive. Obviously, Valak is still here because that's the nun. The Valak is the nun. Um, and through that process, uh, you see Tysa Farmiga, um, or Sister Irene, she talks to the Pope. The Pope comes to her, um, what is it called, a monastery? Is that, is that the right word? I believe so, yeah. So ho- hopefully I'm using the right phrase. But comes to their monastery, 
and basically it tells her like you know hey this is valak we need your help because you 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 beat her the first time and um sister irene goes well what about uh father burke father burke is the pastor from the first movie um and basically they're just like oh he died from cholera and i didn't like that i I didn't really care for the off-screen death of the father burke i really think that you could have easily brought him into the fold and killed him in this movie um you know what i mean that that would have been a more impactful uh reasoning for maybe uh sister irene to maybe want to uh fight the demon um you know obviously she's she's having uh, visions of maurice being possessed and needing help um but i feel like having a little extra motivation wouldn't have hurt and definitely would have made more sense than just killing him off with cholera that being said um beyond that the movie was fantastic for me um like we said you know none set this movie up perfectly the nun two sets up the interaction between uh, maurice and the warrens perfectly um i i think that if they make another movie it would be really cool to see that um sort of that final connection you know of ed and the rain warren doing the exorcism on maurice and how it got to that point um because I, I know that they do plan to do another Conjuring movie, um, but I don't remember exactly what it's going to be about. I, I feel like I remember reading about it, but I'm not totally sure about that one. Um, but I definitely feel like this this opens up the scope a little bit, so that way there are many more movies that could be made within the Conjuring universe. Um, you know, I, I've long said that you know there's so much content with the with the Conjuring with the the Warrens that I feel like there could be a lot done with that. Now. I did have one issue other than Father Burke dying off screen, um, which was the inclusion of another relic. So supposedly these relics are just they're 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 super rare, right? Supposedly they're super rare, um, but somehow some way uh, Sister Irene has not come in contact with one, but two ancient relics. Uh, one of which being the blood of Christ, one uh, one of which being the uh, the eyes of uh, uh, what what was it called the Saint Lucy. Saint Lucy, thank you. Uh-huh. The eyes of Saint Lucy. So and, and like I get why they did it. I understand how they did it, but I felt like it was kind of hokey that like okay we're just going to use another relic to kill this demon. Um, so I didn't really care for that, but I will say that I did really like the the blood of Christ part where basically they turn the wine into the blood of blood of Christ. It definitely fits within the narrative and dialogue of like the Catholic Church. You know what I mean? They they bless the wine. The wine becomes the blood of Christ. Um, so definitely it, it it definitely was a good ending. I just didn't really care for the inclusion of the um, the eyes. I just felt like it was hokey. Um, and then they also kind of allude to Sister Irene being a descendant of uh, the saint. Yeah, Saint Lucy. So, which, I mean, I guess would make sense. You know, they talked about her having visions in the Conjuring movie and everything else. So I, I, I do see how that could tie in very easily. Um, but it, it just, I don't know, I felt like it kind of seemed rushed at some point for that. But also, I didn't really care for the inclusion of the other relic. Just like I said, supposedly these are supposed to be like one in a million relics that, you know, were hidden away or lost to time. But somehow she's come into contact with two over the course of a few years. I don't know. That that was my only problem with that. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of going on and on and on. So <laughs> anything yeah. to add? Uh, no, um, I, I see what you say about the relics. I, I'm kind of glad, though, that that's not how they defeated the demon, per se. Right. They did do right. kind of a swerve. They, they used it. Um, I mean, I can I can see I you know, I don't even know whether. I don't know whether the relic was needed in this movie, you know, except that it 
played into the being a descendant of St. Lucie. Um, in the end, I don't, I don't know. Um, and I know early in the movie, they showed the painting of St. Lucie and different things, whatever. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that the relic was a, was a necessary part of the movie per se. Uh, because again, that's not how they defeated the demon per se. I, I don't know. Um, but you know, I think it was, you know, maybe, maybe it cluttered a little, uh, but it, it didn't bother me, uh, really. Um, again, I was, I just thought the, I, yeah, I thought the wine thing was, it was really clever. I didn't, I didn't see something like that coming. And, uh, because again, they, they laid that where they, they, they talked about the doubts about the communion and faith and then, and then, you know, the blood of Christ defeating that they reminded us of that. Um, and they didn't, but they didn't do it in such an overtly over way that you thought, oh, something's happening with that. Uh, so I, I thought it was kind of cleverly done, uh, and and I liked it. I liked that finish with the wine. And um, but again, I thought it was I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it, it held my interest. Uh, I like the again, I like the character development, right? I like that they the uh, Maurice or whatever his name is, and the, the the Sophie, the little girl, how they show that they were friends, and and how he was defending her, and how. Uh, you know, he obviously had a crush on her mom, but they didn't, you know, they didn't push that so hard, right? This love interest thing, but it was, it was clearly there. Uh, but, you know, but clearly Maurice and Irene cared for each other because of what they'd been through. And, uh, you know, Irene and her friend, who her friend was clearly not the, I can't remember her name, but she was clearly not the prototypical nun. Um, you know, they were, had their friendship and, and these things. Um, so I like, I don't know. I liked the character development and the relationship development. I thought it added to the movie and it really, you know, kind of played into the finish and set up the finish. I thought Irene's friend having struggles with her beliefs and not truly knowing, you know, not truly really wanting to be a nun and not truly being a, a devout believer per se. Um, but coming to that point where she saw enough that she did believe and played into the finish. I thought that was a good thing, right? It, it, it played into it. Well, um, and again, I just, I thought it was a fun movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good chapter in the overall, uh, you know, conjuring universe. And, and yeah, like you mentioned earlier, like we've said before, I believe we brought it up a couple of times. There's, I, there's so much they can do in this conjuring universe besides just, you know, just conjuring movies, right? They, uh, they can, they can do so many things and spin out of it in so many ways. There's, you know, whether they even tap into more information on the Warrens, right? There's lots of other tales, you know, whether they're really far fetched or not. But there's lots of stories, you know, that they can really play on to and, and they can pretty much tie anything they want into it at this point. So, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. We, we talked about that, I think, with Insidious too, that they can do the same thing in the Insidious universe, right? There's, there's really no, no limits to where they can go and where they can transition these things where they can't keep these, these world, these universes alive for years and years and years in one way or another without just focusing on the story of, of the Warrens. Um, you know, and, and, and it can, you know, it could spin off. It could have its finger in it, but it doesn't have to stay there. And I, I think this, this nun, the nun movie shows that, right? It, there's, the, it pulls enough. There's enough, you know, little ties there, but it, but it stands on its own. Um, I, I feel totally like if anybody had not seen any other Conjuring movie or seen the first nun movie, they still would have enjoyed this movie. I think they, they explained everything enough without overbearingly, you know, replaying everything to give you what, Set the set the scene, and, right. and at this at this point, people know they know about demons and exorcisms and possessions and all this and that. And it, this is you can make a little assumption that people have a little bit of baseline knowledge from other movies and things in this uh, on the basics of these things. And um, you know, I mean, 
you see a movie called The Nun 2 and you see the posters, there's clearly an evil nun. All right. And, and when you could talk, you know, so you don't have to insult people's intelligence. Um, by what we're doing, I think they, I think they did well with that. Not, you know, not feeling like they had to completely tell everything again. Uh, but I think, I think the movie could stand on its own. And I think that's probably a testament to why, you know, why it did so well on its opening weekend. Uh, cause I, I, you know, I don't know that all those people were nun fans or conjuring fans or whatever. There had to right. be some first time viewers in there and everything. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, that's what I was going to say, too, is that um, you you don't really need uh, I mean, you could watch the Nun movie and watch this movie and it would obviously be fine. But I definitely feel like, like you said, you you don't necessarily have to be like super built into the lore of the Conjuring universe to be able to enjoy this movie. It would probably be best if you've seen the Nun movie, but realistically, you don't have to. This is a pretty standalone story, all things considered. Um, but obviously there are definitely some nods in this movie that would definitely connect to other movies that might make it more enjoyable for some people. But definitely this movie, you know, I think it performed so well. Not only was it, you know, released in a very good part of the year, you know what I mean? We're, we're finally starting to get into fall. We're starting to get towards October now and it's getting time to be Halloween. So I think this is the best time of the year to release these horror movies. And I think pretty much all the horror movies that we're going to see this month and next month are going to perform super well. Um, so I'm super yeah. excited for that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, it's, it is, you know, and these guys know that, right? They know, um, it, it's the time of year to really, to really shine on these things. Uh, but if history in the last few years has told us anything, whatever reason, horror, I mean, horror movies are performing overall, but for whatever reason, horror movies that are released right at the beginning of the year are really excelling too. Um, yeah. I just think, I just think horror has such a strong following now, uh, and it's crossed, you know, so much. It's grown so much. Uh, that, you know, it's just as a genre, it's really performing. But of course, this is prime time of the year. This is when you even get, you know, kind of peripheral fans that want to, you know, see spooky stuff and scary stuff that wouldn't, maybe wouldn't necessarily always go to a horror movie. Uh, but it's the time of the year where that's what they want to see. And, and, you know, like you said, well, I mean, we have, you know, Saul X coming up, uh, Exorcist Believers coming up. Uh, I don't even know what Five Night at Freddy's is coming up. And I know there's the Pet Cemetery Bloodline that's coming to streaming. But, I mean, that's still that's still three very, very big theater releases that's still yeah. coming in the next uh, little over a month. Um, so, I mean, there's still some really, really good stuff. Uh, and again, I always have in the back of my head as I watch these things, you know, what my top five are for the year. Uh, you know, I kind of have that. Um, and I, I to me, I think the nun slipped in there somewhere. I, again, I don't have it laid out per se. But uh, for right now, I think it's kind of in there. But like we said, these, I mean we got some really big movies still to come. It's going to be be interesting to see when we sit down and analyze this at the end of the year, uh, what we come up with for our top five. Um, I I still stand. I really love the nun too, but still stand so far. I mean, I I haven't thought it through all the way, but so far evil dead rise. I think it's still my favorite of the year uh, thus far. And, um, but there's some, there are some potential, some potential, uh, threats to the crown there coming up that who knows uh, what, what could happen. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about Saul X. I'm super excited about Exorcist Believer. These are, these are big movies for me. And uh, so it'll be, it'll be curious to see what happens. Yep. Absolutely. 100% agree. And I, I just want to add real quick. I do have to agree. I think, I think evil dead rise is probably my, probably a number one movie currently i was really stoked for that movie going into it so i already knew it was going to be great so uh but I, I do there are some good competitors this year still 
I, I definitely think Five Nights is going to end up there too. Um, and I think The Nun definitely cracked my top 10. Um, I don't know if it's my top five though, but I, it's definitely in my top 10. Yeah. And I, and again, I don't want to dwell too much on this because like I said, we'll talk about it later in the year, but. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm always, I'm always curious when I sit down and really look at what we watched and what we've reviewed and, and, and what we hadn't reviewed and just, you know, just watched on those, on those sleeper movie. What sleeper movie will slip in there? Cause there's probably going to be one. Uh, last year it was Deadstream for us, right? We really love Deadstream and it slipped in our top five. I, I, I venture to guess there'll be one this year. And, uh, you know, I, I've not really looked through everything. You know, I, I really want to look through the list. Uh, but when I look through, there's going to be something I'm going to look at them and say, oh, yep, I forgot about that one. And I mean, as of now, I think my I don't know. I, I hate to use the word sleeper for it, but talk to me is kind of my sleeper movie so far because it's a big release. But I didn't I guess I didn't expect it to enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, but I but like when I say sleeper, I'm talking more, you know, on the independent line. Uh, you know, an independent production company or or one of the streaming services uh, movies. And there's there's been a few, though, that have been pretty good. So I'll be curious to see when we really analyze it uh, here in yeah. a few months on, on what we what we come across. Because, again, there's some big movies this year. So can one of those slip in there and break our top five? We'll we'll have to see. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I venture to guess that, um, uh, you know, at least when we have the discussion, I mean, the none two will come up. Right. It'll at least be in the talks of, of you know, is it strong enough? Um, you know, because it's it was a good movie. So let's uh let's write this thing before we close out. Uh, I'll go first. Um, you know, again, I, I love the movie. I, I thought it was really really fun. I thought it was clever at the end. Uh, I, it was a beautiful beautiful movie, well acted. But it doesn't break any molds, right? It's not it's not doing anything they've not established already per se. They they they've gone about it in a, a fresh kind of clever way enough to make it interesting. But it's not like it's reestablishing the, the 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 routes of these movies, right? It's not doing it in a way that really makes you say, "Holy crap!" That's I've never thought of that. Um, for as clever as the finish was, it's still, you know, it's still what it is. So I can't, you know, I can't put it too high up on the list as far as the ranking. So I think for me, I'm going to put this thing at a three and a half out of five screams uh, on on my, my on my ranking. Absolutely. I think I do also have to agree. Three and a half out of five. Um, like you said, th- this is by no means the best Conjuring movie. I, I would say that there are right. some some of the Conjuring movie in the universe that I would give a four. Um, so this is by no means the best, but I do think that it holds up as its own movie. Um, I do like The Nun slightly better, the original Nun, uh, but Nun 2 still did a good job. You know, when I immediately left the theater, I said this is just a three out of five. But then I really kind of sat on it, and there was a lot of really good stuff about this movie that I, I guess I didn't really think about immediately, and you know how it would have been perceived. So I think after having slept on it, three out of three and a half, or pardon me, three point five out of five um, is is a perfect rating for this movie. Yeah, I, I really think to me, to me the the I don't know, I don't know why it, it struck me as so clever that the finish with the wine. Uh, I just I really thought it was. I, I think that probably bumped it up that that point five for me. If it had, if it had been some hokey, like if the they had just used the eyes of Lucy or whatever, I thought that that probably would have felt a little flat for me, and I probably would have dropped it back down to a three. Uh, but I, but you know they did something eh, a little different, right? So and, I, and again, I thought it was pretty clever, um, and it made sense within the realms of what the movie is, and that you know, and the, with the, the the Catholic religion and the and the Catholic beliefs. So I liked that. I thought it was good. So it gave it gave it a little bump for me. Uh, I thought it finished finished strong. Uh, it was a little. It might have been a little superhero-y for me, uh, but the, 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 you know, the, some of these movies, 
horror movies are getting that way anymore. It seems like right there. The finishes are becoming almost like these these superheroes. Right. I mean, we talked about it with Pope's Exorcist. Like at the end, it's almost like, you know, they've established, you know, that the, he's a, almost like the superhero type guy. And right. so some, sometimes it's a little much and, and they lose some of their footing. Uh, while, while these are, while these are far fetched ideals and, 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 you know, you really have to let go of some things to, to think of these things. You, you know, it's something to be said. We're at least keeping a toe grounded and, and, and believability. And sometimes these movies, with their uh, superhero action finishes that they, they, they like to do now. Sometimes they, 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 they lose the course a little. And this, the Nun 2 had a little bit of that, but it, it wasn't too far fetched. So, so there you have it. Three and a half out of five uh, screams for us for the Nun 2. Again, had a great opening weekend. I'm curious to see if it holds strong on a second weekend. Uh, hit us up on social media. You heard all those platforms earlier. All you gotta do, we're on all of them. Just look up, listen to screams and tell us what you, what you think. What did you like the nun? Uh, when we put that, that we were reviewing it and asked, uh, who's going to see it. We got a, a lot of response. A lot of people going to see it. A lot of people seem to be excited. So I would like to know what you think of it. Did you enjoy it as much as we did? Uh, how would you have ranked it? Would you have ranked it higher, lower? Uh, give it your rating and let us know. Again, next week, we're going to be talking about and reviewing elevator game, which comes to shutter on September 15th. So make sure you watch that before we dive into it. We're both excited. Uh, super stoked. We've been waiting for this movie. Wanted to review it before, and then, like, like I said, it, it got bumped. So that's okay. We uh, we pulled an audible, and uh, we're we're doing it now. And like I mentioned earlier, this will be uh, our one year anniversary show. Uh, we're officially have have been uh, active for a year. Not miss a week. Not been late any. Uh, actually, we will. Uh, you know, we gave you one bonus episode of Halloween because we like to do that. Uh, but otherwise, every week uh, we've been here talking horror movies with you, so we're pretty proud of that and uh, still going strong, right? This is we don't see this as the end of year one; we see this as the beginning of year two. So that's that's where we stand. So, Ike, before we close out of here and get out, uh, and you know, we both mentioned we're hungry. So before we get on to dinner, uh, <laughs> anything you want to add? Um, all I want to add is, uh, you know, everybody out there, make sure you're staying safe as we get into these uh, spooky seasons. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things to keep an eye out for. Um, big thing is, is uh, make sure you, uh, you know, ch- check your candy. Don't want to get mm-hmm. no razor blades in there unless you want to mm-hmm. pull a trick or treat. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. Uh, but remember real, your though, rules. Remember your rules. <laughs> that's right. But for real, though, keep safe out there because, you know, as we get into the spooky season, things in real life get spooky, too, not just on the TV. So. Uh, make sure you're uh, staying safe, following the rules, don't go anywhere alone, and, and uh, most importantly, don't do any drugs. Uh, you always right. die first if you do drugs. That's right. Crack is whack. Uh, so just <laughs> just remember, uh, like we said last week, uh, last episode, you know, hey, uh, you know, get out there, support your local haunts, your local haunted houses, your local corn mazes, your parades, festivals, whatever's going on in this Halloween spooktober season. Get out there and support these guys and have some fun. Uh, that's why that's why we have holidays, right? That's what they're for. Uh, they're 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 for fun. Uh, they're, they're to uh, and this is our chance, man. This is our chance to celebrate this this spooky, scary stuff that we all love. We love it year round. We talk about it year round. We do it year round. But this is the time when the whole world joins in on us, and we're we're the guys lead the charge. So go out there and have some fun and support these things. And uh, when you do that, wherever you go, whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.